Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The hawk will never die. Welcome to week two of Hawk Hill Focus. I am your host, Sam Robinson, alongside guest host, David Powis. David, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's an we're, honor. we're excited to have you here. Um, as you guys remember from week one, Kyle is out of office this week. He is doing some traveling, um, and I hope he's having a great time right now. But the show must go on. We continue to talk about the greatest fantasy football league in the history of fantasy football, and that is the SJU FFL. So before we dive into all the good things fantasy related, we wanted to quickly touch on some NFL news. Um, obviously, there are a lot of great games. Week one, I'm not going to do too many week one overreactions. Jalen Hurts looked good. The Monday night game was phenomenal. And most importantly, which has fantasy impact, was Raheem Mostert is now out for the rest of the year. Originally, they said eight weeks, and now it's a full year. He's electing to do the full surgery to get the whole cartilage repaired in his knee. Um, but that's all the really NFL stuff I wanted to cover. David, anything you want to touch on from the NFL this week? I mean, honestly, not really. It was just a rough week for me. Giants looked like dog shit. The Eagles looked really good. The Eagles that hurts. Really good. It just hurts. It Jalen um, hurts. It Jalen hurts. Um, but you got Thursday night this week. Have Thursday night? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'm going. Me and Rob are going. Oh wow. Um, yeah, me and Rob. Oh, and Luca. He's in the league. Um, and Luca and Luca are going. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, hopefully, hopefully that's better. Um, trying to think. Thursday night game last week was pretty good. Cowboys, yeah. Cowboys Bucks, I thought was entertaining. The Monday night game was good. Um, I forgot about the Thursday night Browns game. Chiefs oh, was really pretty, Browns Chiefs was entertaining. Um, no, it was a couple of good games. It's, it's week one. Week one's weird. Week one, yeah. a lot of times, is weird. You have teams like the Texans who like look really good, even though they're really bad. And the Packers, who looked really bad. Even Packers look really bad, really yeah. Uh, the, Packers look, the Packers look really bad. We'll get there for the uh, for my fan tracks disappointment of the week. Oh, good. All right. Well, we won't spoil any longer than start getting ahead of ourselves. Um, we can start with our fantasy league results then. Something a little bit more important than the NFL results there. Um, for those who remember, the pickums that Kyle and I did were pretty wrong on almost every single occasion. Um, I didn't actually calculate the exact number. I think we might. I think I had two right and Kyle had one. Um, but I'm not really keeping score yet. We'll we'll double check that as we you know progress through the season. But I'm just going to go through, at least on the order on my screen, David, and we can kind of talk about each game here. Um, so first, because it's my screen, I see myself versus Rob, which, you know, as much as I love winning a fantasy thriller, I have got to feel bad for Rob Dunning sitting on your couch with 40 seconds left in regulation, watching Justin Tucker line up for a 40-yarder. Meanwhile, they have the graphics on all the screens talking about how he never misses a field goal. You know, I can't help. I've been on the opposite side of that before, Rob, when watching a kicker at the end of a game just seal the deal. You're hoping that they don't get to that point. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did that to you. But while I was running around my living room, you know, screaming like a madman because none of the Ravens success, I really couldn't care about that. <laughs> um, but for my you know, own personal fantasy game to give me that one point, I will say, though, I was terrified when that game went into overtime because that had like bad beats written all over it. Like, Justin Tucker line up for some crazy like 55 yarder and miss. I was yeah. terrified and was so happy that the Raiders again, sorry, Kyle, I'm rooting against the Ravens, 
went and scored that touchdown because I wanted, I didn't want Justin Tucker on the field for the rest of the game. Well, it's, it's, um, you know, taking a kicker, everyone like makes fun of taking kickers, but if you get like the, one of those first, like the one, the kick, like K one, K two, you get like Harrison Butker, you get Justin Tucker. This is what happens. You can feel very confident that Justin Tucker's going to take care of you. At some point, your kicker's going to win you a game. At some point, it always happens. It always, or, or lose you a game. Or lose you a game. Or and lose you a game. I especially think it's rough for Rob. I really do. I mean, congratulations on the win. It's, it's a Thanks. statement win for you, I would say. Our, our um, um, the, the Dave Duda division is just going to be. It's, it's incredible. Incredibly tough. It's going to be a slugfest. Um, the cannibalization is going to be unreal in the division. It, but. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be bad. It's going to be really bad. Um, I, I feel especially bad for Rob, though. I mean, to lose the way he lost and to have a Brandon Ayuk. A donut. Now, I believe he left the, he left the game, right? He got hurt. Is that what happened? So I haven't actually done too much looking into it from what I've read on Twitter. I don't think it was so much he was got hurt during the game. I think he was kind of hurt leading up to the game. So they just kind of played him softly. I don't know if he did like retweak something during the game or whatever it was, but it sounded like in, you know, preseason work leading up to week one, he was already a little bit banged up. So mm-hmm. they kind of just took it slow this week. And uh, I don't even, did he even get a target? I really haven't I even, I just, did. I just saw the zero points. I wanted. I was making sure that the guy actually was dressed because I kept watching the score as the game was going on. And I kept seeing Brandon Ayuk zero points. And I was like, is the, I was like, is this a glitch in ESPN? Like what's happening? Especially considering that the 49ers scored 41 points. Like the fact that they scored so many points and he was not a part of any of it. I haven't been in another league actually. And I was, I was, I was just as confused as I'm sure Rob was. I was like, what, what's going on here? But I think that especially hurts to know yeah. that you you have a complete goose egg on your just just somebody who didn't who barely played who you had going and he had he had a lot of points on his bench a, a lot of points we'll get there but the man had 105 points on his bench that is it's terrible that is a Brutal. sickening amount of points on your bench so that is enough to keep you up at night yeah and i'm sure it sure it is keeping him up i mean for your team obviously you had i mean Kyler murray just went crazy um didn't see that coming honestly Nick Chubb had a really good game. Um, really, the only person who, who underperformed for you was Najee. Um, Najee underperformed. Kyle Pitts was a little slow, too. Just overall Falcons blunder of an offense that was. Yeah, week. the Falcons are a disaster. Yeah. But overall, I mean, really, it was probably, it was probably the best game, the, the best close, like, by far the closest, and probably the best game we had this week as far as fantasy was concerned. I mean, right down to the wire. It was really good. Yeah. Well, Congratulations well, yeah. on the win. Thank you. We're, we're happy to be one and oh, and, uh, but obviously not taking this win uh, lightly, as we know, we got a little lucky there. Um, shifting over into game two, Matt Cresson nerd squad, I believe put up a league high 125 points, um, beating Nick who, you know, nothing to shake at 95 points, 94.68 for the mathematic guys out there. Um, I, you know, haven't actually taken too much of a look at the box score here, but I mean, to put up 125 points as someone who put up 120, um, that extra five points really makes a world's difference. It's an eye-opener for me. I don't know about you, David, but. Well, I think the main thing that I saw when I looked at this was Matt. If I'm Matt, I'm really, really happy right now because Matt is a pretty good Matt is a pretty good roster, but I think the the glaring hole on his team was, was potentially quarterback. Yes. And Jalen Hurts messed around and was the, I, I, I think according to, 
I think according to fantasy points, I think he was quarterback three this week. Yeah. Um, only behind Brady and Tyler. Um, so I'm I'm very happy if I'm at right now. I'm feeling really good because I mean, like I said, he's, he's got a good team already. Um, and then to have Hurts do what he did last, uh, you know, on Sunday. But I do think caution it because Atlanta is really bad. They, they are really. I think we have a much much bigger test coming up now playing San Francisco. Yeah, we'll see on Jalen Hurts. Uh, you know what actually really surprised me this week was Joe Mixon running for 127 yards and getting a touchdown. He's, I feel like, one of those guys every season where there's hype around him, and I just never buy into it because every year he either gets hurt or he's just, you know, underperforming, whatever it might be. I really don't give too much stock into into Joe Mixon every year. But, I mean, hey, he popped out for 21 fantasy points, more than uh, Kamara did. So, good for Joe Mixon. A very strong RB, too. A good running back. You'd have to imagine that that – Burrow being healthy, Chase being there now, a full season of Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins is probably going to help Joe Mixon a bit because I feel like a couple of those years where he there's been all that hype around him, the team was just so bad around him, yeah, that he was really it. Um, I feel like now Joe Mixon, as like you said, Joe Mixon as a running back too is it's fantastic. I I really like Matt's team, and if Jalen Hurts keeps going, I think that team is scary moving forward. That's that's yeah, that's gonna be terrifying. I mean, looking at his. His wide receivers are decent. You have Deontay Johnson, who's not your strongest wide receiver one, and T. Higgins, who is a moderate wide receiver two. Um, but the running backs, I think, make up for – and if Jalen Hurts keeps playing the way that he does. And George Kittle as a tight end kind of makes up also for, you know, lack of wide receiver production. There's a lot of – there are some holes there, but they can be covered very easily. Um, yeah, for sure. Nick, Derrick Henry put up 7.7 points. That sucks. Um, you know, that's your guy. That's what you're relying on. Pat Mahomes put up 40. I mean, that's what he does. He's really good at football and fantasy football, especially. Um, Chase Edmonds is a guy that I wanted and said I miss out on him. He had 10 points. Uh, Julio Jones, um, I'll get into him a little bit later, but 2.9 fantasy points, not great for Nick there. Um, I'm not going to keep reading all of the statistics. Yeah, I, I, Nick's I players. Nick, Nick is... If the Titans are as bad as they looked on Sunday, I think Nick's in a lot of trouble yes. because he is relying heavily on Derrick Henry and and also Julio Jones, not to the same extent that he is with Henry. But if they fall that far behind consistently, if their defense is as bad as they looked on Sunday, um, Derrick Henry suddenly becomes far less valuable, and that's a disaster for Nick. So if I'm Nick, I'm, I'm not panicking, but I'm not happy. I'm not happy at all. No, he's put a lot of stock, and rightfully so, into the Titans. They've been good the last oh, yeah, couple years. Kind of, and again, week one overreactions are everything. So, you know, I'm sure the Titans will be back to being the Titans, and we'll laugh about this in a couple of weeks. But you also have Patrick Mahomes, so you, you always have a chance. You always have, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is going to put up, has the ability to put up 50 a night. And he'll, put, he'll put up 54 one of these weeks. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. Um, speaking of a matter of time, Jim Elliott, a matter of time, showing up and actually participating in the league gets his first win of the season. I Amazing. can't remember the last time Jim got a week one win, putting up a strong 122 points against Julie. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there were a couple of things that happened this week that I was shocked about, shocked by, but, but Jim winning by the largest point margin of the week probably takes the cake. 
Yeah, that one was not on my bingo card, especially when you consider that his first round pick, you know, Barkley put up a dud of a game and you still yeah. put up 122. That's a good team. That's a yeah. really good fantasy team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think coming into it, there were probably, you probably like, I guess there were question marks and you look at, I don't know, Tom, uh, you know, you don't know if Tom Brady's going to be able to replicate what he did last year. So I think that was part of what was scaring people, but he obviously looked really good on Thursday. Dallas defense isn't very good, but still he looked really good on Thursday. Um, you know, really, yeah, his whole, his whole team, his whole team played well. Yeah. I mean, having Kareem Hunt, RB2, he, he fell into the end zone a little bit, but he's, he's red zone hot Kareem Hunt there. I don't think that's a bad play every week. Um, for Julie, James Robinson came up a little bit short. He was a guy um, at the beginning of the season. I think I mentioned this for those who were in the draft party room. I was not high on James Robinson this year. I think, you know, now that Jacksonville has a little bit more of an actual team kind of put together, um, definitely decreases his value to their offense. Um, and even to just having Carlos Hyde there. Um, Urban Meyer loves his Carlos Hyde from his Ohio State days. So he's just going to kind of be someone that's going to take away touches and be relevant enough because he is a decent running back um, where you're not going to see James Robinson get, you know, as many touches as he did last year. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think between James Robinson, uh, I think James Robinson's role at the very least has changed, has changed coming in the, into this year. I think he's a fine RB two. Like, I don't think he's a problem there. Um, but I do think he's going to be very week to week. I don't think he's going to be a consistent performer. Like I think he's going to be a one week. He's going to have a really nice week because he scores two touchdowns and other weeks he'll be a bit of a dud like this week. Um, I think obviously coming out of this, the biggest, the biggest news for Julie is losing Raheem Mostert. I think that, yeah, that really, really hurts because that offense looked really, really good. And that's a really good team. Um, it's a really good back. Yeah, so so losing a good back on a team that was set up to have a lot of leads, they like to run the ball. That's that's what they want to do. That really, really hurts. I think that really hurts things. Yeah, so I'm not sure what kind of draft capital. I don't know where Mostert was uh, drafted, but he, it's not like he's a late round guy. That's a that's a prominent running back that you're taking from the 49ers. There, he was a he was a sixth round pick by Julie, 67th overall. Yeah, that one hurts. That yeah. one definitely hurts. Yeah, but congratulations, Jim. Look at that. Yeah, big win for Jim this week. We hope, uh, I said this last podcast, I'll say it again. We love having Jim in the league and uh, love when he pays attention. I hope he's listening. Um, Jim, if you are, we love having you here. I'm glad you're participating in the league this year. And uh, while I will miss the gym bye weeks, um, I look forward to the gym competitive weeks. We have different We have different bye weeks now. They, they come in the form of Sean. They, they might come in the form of Sean. <laughs> Which I was going to save that one for last, but if you want, we can we can segue. That's a good segue into That's a beautiful Sean's segue. Game. It is a beautiful segue. <sighs> I mean, where do you even start? I mean, Aaron I mean, Jones. I don't know. Aaron Jones doesn't help your cause, but just plain and simple, you're playing a guy who doesn't want to be here. Larry does not want to be here. His team name is I don't want to be here. The main, my main takeaway looking at this, I was trying to figure out how to put this into words, and I thought of two things. One, if you look at Sean's team, all but two players fell short of their, their, their projection. That's not good. That is a problem. That's and the only two players who met or exceeded their projection were Miles Sanders, who beat it by a point and a half, and Logan Thomas, who beat it by just under three points. 
or two and a half points actually. That's a big problem. The I'll other thing. Problem. Oh, here, I'll let you finish. Go ahead. Okay. The other thing that I noticed was that Sean managed to lose to Larry, who started Wayne Gallman, who was wearing sweatpants during the game. He was held, he was a healthy scratch before the game. Larry did not take him out of his lineup, and Larry still won. That's a problem, Sean. Yeah. I mean, even just looking, and granted, you can't control what happened. Like again, no one saw Aaron Jones putting up a dud of 2.2 games running for nine yards. Of course. But I mean, you had only two guys actually score in double digits for fantasy points. <laughs> Everyone else. He had Lamar Jackson, his quarterback, and Miles Sanders. Everyone else won in single digits. You just <laughs> and granted, and even his bench. DJ Chark put up 14.6. Everyone else, single digits. It's not even like you were benching the wrong guys there. You just have a bad team right now, or a bad week one team, I should say. Well, that's the thing. Like you I, I look at Sean's team. So like I'm just gonna try to make Sean feel better here because I, I know Sean's listening. So uh, to make you feel a little bit better, Sean. I think your team is good. I just think you had collectively the worst week you could like you your team put together collectively the worst week they could have. And it's this weird because fun. it's weird because I'm looking at like looking at the matchups, they weren't bad matchups. I mean, I guess Aaron Jones against New Orleans. New Orleans does have a have a very good defense, but you kind of figured that was going to be a high scoring competitive game, and it wasn't. Um you know, for Stefan Diggs, Pittsburgh's a tough matchup. But again, it's Stefan Diggs in Buffalo. Buffalo was just better than Pittsburgh. Yeah. And they didn't play well. Terry McLaurin didn't play what you know, didn't play particularly well. It's just overall, it's just weird. Yeah, there's just definitely weird. hope for Sean. And I don't think he's a bye week. I, obviously, yeah, we I think he'll be fine. Here. But for for a lock of the week there, um, we certainly look like fools. We being Kyle and I, not you, David. You weren't silly enough to put that kind of claim on the table and we're in a podcast last week. Of course not. I would always bet on Larry. But you know what? Hey, Larry, last year's champion. Good for you for continuing. He's now on a two-game win streak when you consider last season. Actually, probably more than that when you consider the playoffs. So, you know, keep up the good work, Larry. I mean, if I'm Larry, you know, I think, well, you know, if you're Larry, what are you looking to get out of the season? You're looking, you're, you're building, you know, you you're on, you understand what this is. And maybe Larry has big aspirations for this year, but I think he doesn't based on his team name. Um, I mean, it's good that Jamar Chase can actually see the ball, apparently. Yeah. Um, had a really good week. It was his, was his second highest point getter. Um, it was a random pop-up on my computer. I don't know what that is. Um, you know, I, I so I think there's yeah, some good things here for Larry. Um, overall, you shouldn't usually win a game scoring 77 points, and I don't think it's going to continue to happen in the future. But I honestly thought Larry was going to go winless. So congrats to Larry. Yeah, good job, Larry. And uh, maybe next week start Mark Ingram, who actually played, and not Wayne Gallman, who was in sweat. Yes, that, that would be – I would suggest that. I, I don't give a lot of free advice looked, on the podcast. I looked at his, but that's why I looked at his. Uh, I looked at his roster going into this week, and he does have Mark Ingram starting. Okay, good, good. Yeah. All right. Well, getting into another slightly surprising loss uh, was Commissioner Kyle Brandis out of office this week. Maybe he was too focused on his vacation to pay attention to his week one <laughs> matchups there. But uh, Gill putting up a solid 106 points, which I didn't see that coming from his team. Um, and Kyle's a little bit of more of an underwhelming 89. 
still not you know not a 77 or a 72 is what sean dropped but nothing too crazy of a takeaway from this game you know it's a a lot more of just nfl factors here of you know Cortland sutton had a bad game um the baltimore defense lost few points actually but in defense so did gills tampa bay defense so that kind of cancels out just all in all i think gills guys played better than kyle's guys yeah nothing big takeaway the only big takeaway i'd say is that gill can put up points which i wasn't sure how his team would prefer perform even though he had gronk sitting on his bench um which would have given him even more points you know left 21 sitting there but mark andrews you know it's hard to hard to bench mark andrews for rob Gronkowski as well yeah 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 i i the only thing i see uh from gill's point of view is if i'm him i'm very excited as well because I think for his team coming into the season, the biggest question mark was Dak Prescott. And does he like actually have a functioning shoulder? Um, and apparently he does. He looked really, really good. Mari Cooper looked really, really good. So, I mean, if you get that kind of production from Dak, um, you know, you're not going to get 33 points every week, but if you get, if you get top five quarterback production, you're, you're, you know, he's got a good team. He's looking like he's in good shape. David Montgomery, I think is super valuable because Andy Dalton stinks. Mm-hmm. Um, so the more the Andy Dalton stinks, the better David Montgomery is going to be. So if I'm, if I'm Gill, I am just praying that Justin Fields never starts. My only concern with Gill is having such a strong quarterback wide receiver connection there with Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper will fluctuate your fantasy team week to week. I feel like, because Dak's yeah. going to have bad games. Cowboys are going to have bad games, um, where you're going to see both of them, maybe not both put up complete duds, but in this week, it worked out because you got 33 from Prescott and, you know, 26, essentially, from Amari Cooper. That's not going to happen every week. Yeah, um, but if instead there's a game where a guy like Michael Gallup goes off instead of Amari Cooper and Amari Cooper stuck with six points, you could – the production could fall off, could fall off quickly. Yeah, or the pandemic, C.D. Lamb. Uh, yeah, C.D. Lamb, C.D. Lamb had a really good game, too. But good for, uh, good for, good for Gil. Yeah, good well, for yeah, welcome, welcome to the league. Gets his first win. Impressive yeah. start. You were not as nice to uh, newcomers as you beat John Luca, um, the I last did. matchup of the week that we have not touched on yet. I did. Um, overall, I mean, just taking a look here, I'm surprised Justin Herbert only put up 15 points and you still were managing to put up 100 points. Um, Darren Waller is just a football magnet. Everything's yeah. going to him. It looks like in the Raiders' offense. Great to see. Tyreek Hill decided to pop off like a fake nail in the second half of the game and just catch every ball thrown to him. Um Overall, good week for you, David. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, you know, I was a little disappointed in a couple of my guys. Thought it, I expected a little bit better from Justin Herbert. I think Washington's a tough matchup. Um, so, I, you know, I wasn't shocked. Um, Devontae Adams was horrible, but the entire but Green Bay in general was just horrible. So I'm not looking too far into that. Um, Mike Evans, I think Mike Evans, I think any Tampa Bay uh weapon is going to be kind of week to week it's just kind of depends on which guy brady feels like giving a good week to um and it wasn't mike evans on thursday that's fine uh darren waller is just is just a is a monster he's just an absolute monster yeah he's gonna he is going to single-handedly win me games i think this year surprised to see um well not surprised to see melvin gordon on the bench but to see him have some actual fantasy production this week well, so that's – I am a little concerned, just not to get ahead of ourselves, but looking ahead to next week, I decided to make a change. I'm starting Melvin Gordon, 
but the 17.8 points is a little that's what he had it feels inflated it's a little inflated he had a 70 yard touchdown run in garbage time so i don't know how i feel about it i'm gonna go with it he looked okay against the giants i i i'm I'm nervous though i am nervous i mean 11 he got 11 touches so that's something yeah you know i mean granted some of them were garbage time touches but um and then from John Lucas' perspective, taking a look at his team, um, obviously Ezekiel Elliott was a dud this week. Not, Zeke's going to have those games. I thought it was interesting that he started Javante Williams over DeAndre Swift. Um, again, not sure where each one was drafted, but... So I have, I have an inside scoop on that. Okay, what do you got for us? My inside scoop on that is apparently, and I do know this because I have DeAndre Swift in another league, there was a report that came out at about 12 o'clock uh, like noon on Sunday, saying that DeAndre Swift was hurt and was not going to start. Hmm. John Lucas saw that, panicked, took him out of his starting lineup, put in Javante Williams. Javante Williams got four points. DeAndre Swift had 16. John Lucas lost by seven. That hurts. That, that one hurts. hurts. That hurts. He's also carrying – it's a good thing he didn't start Zach Moss because he did not dress for the game and uh, is currently sitting on John Lucas' bench. So <laughs> that would have been funny. It could have been like Larry who started the guy that, who was wearing sweatpants anyway. Yeah. Um, obviously, I think the story for John Lucas is Jameis Winston. I mean, yeah. I mean, 39 points. That's that's incredible. I mean, <laughs> the LASIK work or whatever he did in the offseason. Yeah. It's just it's just classic Jameis Winston. Yeah. I'll, I'll be intrigued wow. to see what he's the rest of the season. I think that's a, a week one inflation, but yeah. then again, crazier things have happened. And if it is a week one inflation, Luke is gonna have to pray to God that Ezekiel Elliott's a little bit better than he was uh, than he was this week, along with Justin Jefferson and DJ Moore. He's gonna need a lot more production from those guys. Yeah, he's gonna need a lot of guys to step up there. He had some decent wide receivers on his bench too. Uh, you hate to see Debo Samuel just sitting there. That's one of those. Yeah. You don't blame the guy for not starting him, but man, does that hurt watching him run all over the field, just watching the points rack up on your bench. Yeah, that that does hurt too. You know, you know that that meme. Where it's like uh, this football—it's like the high school football player doing the interview. Like they had us in the first half. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. That's exactly how I felt during this game because I just kept looking at my phone and I'm like, I'm really gonna lose to him. And the only reason I won was because Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs played well Monday night, and I was like, okay, they had us in the first half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> no. <laughs> now, what are your what are your thoughts on Josh Jacobs moving forward? Because I mean, um, 16 points. 16 points, but he had two touchdowns and did nothing else really. 34 yards and 10 and two touchdowns. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a little worried that he's going to be a little, he's going to be a little touchdown reliant. Um, but I mean, he was, he got a pretty decent share of the workload uh, over Kenyon Drake. So I'm going to keep rolling with him until, until I'm proven until I'm told I shouldn't anymore. Until he tells you that you shouldn't start him anymore. Yeah. I until like he it. tells me he's done. I like it. All right. Yeah. Um, any other week one notes? Before we move on to uh, some weekly awards here, David, about the week one matchups that you saw. I just want to point out the Jeff Arnold division is flipped completely on its head from what I would have expected. So we've got Jim, Larry, Julie, and Sean. I think conventional wisdom going into the going into the season post-draft, conventional wisdom would probably have told you that that after week one, you're gonna have two one and oh teams and two oh and one teams, and the one and oh teams probably would have been Julie and Sean. And you would have had Jim and Larry at the bottom. Well, Jim and Larry both won. Julie and Sean both lost. Jeff Arnold division is absolute chaos. 
I would say so. Now, last thing I want to touch on for week one that I wanted to ask you, David, was in regards to obviously with all things football, there are week one outliers. We saw the Packers play awful. We saw Jameis Winston Winston look like the greatest quarterback in NFL history. Clearly, both of those things are going to average out, I would assume. Um, In the fantasy football case, would you say there is one team that you thought overperformed this week or maybe underperformed that you think is going to have either a bounce back week in week two or a cool down week heading into the second week of the season? I would probably say that the, the, the biggest overperformer was probably John Luca, maybe Matt, but I, I lean towards John Luca just because 39 points from Jameis Winston, that is not sustainable. But you could make an argument that he also had the rest of his guys not really perform. So James Winston just evened them out. Um, I think Matt overperformed because I don't think you're going to get that production from Jalen Hurts every week. Um, So I think that could even out a little bit. I think the underperformer is clear. I think it's Sean. Yeah. I don't think Sean is a 72-point team every week. Clear as day. You hope not. Yeah. How about you? I was going to go Sean definitely is the underperformer there as, you know, easily explained don't really need to get into an explanation there i also thought i'll be intrigued to see what jim's team does week week two um again tom brady we know he's tom brady but that you know thursday night game was just an absolute shootout between two offenses that don't really have great defenses they're just throwing the ball all over the place willy-nilly um so i'll be intrigued to see what brady can bring week two i'm still not high on barkley um i'm not sure as you as a giants fan how you feel but i just don't see him getting the kind of workload that you do out of a first round running back um, in, you know, fantasy perspective and I guess NFL perspective. Um, I just don't think he's a hundred percent yet. And I think he's going to continue to struggle. Kareem Hunt's not going to find the end zone every week. Um, you know, that takes away half of his points that he had this week, Adam Thielen, two touchdowns. You're going to get probably a hundred yards from every week. That's just a touchdown dependent thing. Will he get two every week? Obviously not. Um, Jarvis Landry had a Jarvis Landry game. I'm not too concerned about that. Goddard looked good. Um, so yeah, mostly those top, you know, couple of guys that I listed there on his roster, I think slightly, you know, outkicked their coverage there, but I'll be intrigued to see if they can keep up for week two. I agree. All right. So now heading into the week one awards before we get into, you know, week two previews here. Um, David, did you have a week one MVP that you'd like to name? My week one MVP, you're going to be very happy about this. I hate to do it. But I love to see you smile. Um, week one MVP is going to be Kyler Murray. Um, 41 and a half points. I think he was the highest, he was the highest point getter of the league, I think. He was QB one, um, fantasy player one. Yeah. He was that's our baby. Yeah, he was number one. He was he was otherworldly on Sunday. Um, you know, I know that Justin Tucker is ultimately who put you over the top against Rob, but Kyler Murray put you in a position to even be close in that game. Cause Rob's team, Rob had a good week. Rob, Rob outperformed his projection, scored 118 points. Kyler Murray just, just, just brought you, just took you and pushed you, put you over the finish line. He, he picked us up and brought us up like 80% of that mountain. And then Justin Tucker kicked our team all the way through to victory. Picked up the mountain. Yeah. Um, he's my MVP as well. Um, Kyle, who's out of office, did submit his homework assignments, though. And he said Tyreek Hill. I'm not – I mean, obviously, he had a strong showing. Um, you know, and with how close your game was, David, having a strong performance from a guy like Tyreek Hill doesn't hurt you in any way, shape, or form. And 
Not really. In a way, it puts you over the top because what do you have, 20-something points? Um, so that was Kyle's, you know, submission there. In terms of a pickup of the week, I'm honestly just going to leave this one blank. Um, I don't really think there are any significant pickups that made a difference week one. I don't know how you feel, I, David. I have a pick. Well, it's not. I don't have one that may actually made a difference at all. I think the smartest pickup of the week ended up not even getting used. You mentioned him earlier. The smartest pickup of the week was Mark Ingram by Larry. He scored 14 and a half points, and Larry was just too stupid to put him in over Wayne Gallman. Um, but I think looking forward, if I'm Larry, Mark Ingram is is definitely a place that I'm gonna is a well that I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, there's for sure some upside there. Um, Kyle's submission was Latavius Murray, another guy that sat on the bench. Um, I believe Matt has him with the nerd squad there. I have to double check the rosters, but definitely some guy, you know, he got a lot of late game touches in that uh fourth quarter and overtime, which yeah, as a Tyson Williams owner terrifies me. Um, but Latavius Murray, I mean, he got in the end zone too. So we'll see how that running back committee kind of splits out, shakes out who's going to be, if there's going to be an RB1 or if it's just going to kind of keep going 50 50. Cause I think they were like nine and 10 carries a piece. I think it was pretty even keel from, uh, mm-hmm. from what I saw. But going to my favorite award, the Fantrax Player of the Week. For those who don't remember, this is not a good award, Fantrax being an awful platform that we used last year. Um, for those who weren't here last year, um, we hate it. So we're going to talk about some players that we hated this week. Um, David, who is your Fantrax player of the week? I do have a couple. Um, so I'm trying to pick which one I think is the worst. Um, I'm probably going to go with Zeke for, for John Luca scoring 3.9 points. Uh, that's your number one overall pick. He's just, he was just, really bad they they didn't even try really try to get him involved in the offense I guess that's something to do with the fact that he was playing against Tampa who's the best run defense in the NFL but 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 Zeke is my is my fan tracks player of the week um my other two were both on teams that won so I had to go with got to go with Zeke because he he didn't win yeah I think it's a fair assumption there um for Kyle's submission for fan tracks player of the week he put in also for Zeke, um, similar reasons. He really just didn't score points. Um, and for me, my fan tracks player of the week was Aaron Jones, putting up 2.2 points. I mean, the man literally just had to run a couple of times and probably would have put Sean over the top to uh, beat Larry. He lost by five points. So what's that, 50 yards? That's yeah. If Aaron Jones, so he had nine yards. So I should give him the points there. I think he had a reception too where he ran. Um, well, not ran, but caught. So 13 receiving yards, nine rushing yards for 2.2 points. If he had had 25 and 25, or I guess 30 and 30 to get him six total points, that would have made the difference, I believe, if I'm doing that fast math correctly. Which, if you've gotten, you know, seven or eight points from Aaron Jones in a week. That's still a bad Aaron Jones week. He was just terrible. Yeah. I mean, the entire Packers, you know, team was terrible. It's not just Aaron Jones, but um, that yeah, I mean, that. you could put on, you could put Devontae Adams up there. You could put Aaron Jones up there. You could put Aaron Rodgers up there. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, I think had his worst game as a pro. I believe he did. I don't think especially he was started. When, he was not starting. I think Sean oh, he's, Sean he's also, him. yeah, with Sean. Okay. Well, can, you job, Sean. If, can you imagine if, if Sean elected to start Aaron Rodgers? 
he would have had twenty. He would have had twenty less points. He would have scored fifty three points. He would have had to have dropped out of the league if he scored fifty. That would have been really funny. I wish he had done. (laughs) (laughs) Missed jokes there. All right, and last award is the bench regret. Um, David, did you bench anybody in particular, or have someone across the league that you thought you would have liked to have seen start this week? I thought the biggest bench regret um, is going to be Rob. Uh, we mentioned earlier, he started Brandon Ayuk at zero points. Um, and he benched Tyler Lockett at 22 points. I think that's that's probably the biggest mistake that I saw. I uh, Yeah, that's definitely one. Um, Kyle also concurs with that pick, Tyler Lockett. Um, I'm not going to you know repeat any sort of uh, explanation there. I thought for me, again, I, I mean, putting up 72 points, you're just doing something wrong, Sean. I'm sorry that I keep picking on you, but <laughs> it's just well, so easy yeah. when, you're, when you're picking out underperformance and things like that. Like, and I get it. You had, you started Chris Carson in your flex. You, so his running backs were Jones, Sanders, Carson. You expect them all to put up good numbers. But I don't know. I would have started DJ Chark somewhere. Which, again, those 14 points makes a world's difference. So that's my bench regret because, again, that would have given him a comfortable win over Larry, who is tanking. Um, or, sorry, we don't no, use that word. No, we don't, we don't say that. We don't use that word in this league. He is uh, not giving it his all, maybe. He's focused on the future. He's focused on the future. We'll, we'll call it that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my bench regret is DJ Chark. Um, because obviously he would have won and you would have avoided a very embarrassing week one uh, loss there, Sean. Sorry. (laughs) All right. So segueing over into our next topic here, talking about players week one awards, let's start speculating on week two. Um, We'll start with love hate. So I'm not sure how many, uh, how many players you've prepared for us here. David, I, I have two of each. You have two of each, two loves and two hates. Yes. All right. Let's hear them. You want to start with um, loves or hates first? Um, let's start with loves. All right. Well, well, good cop, bad cop. All right. We'll go good. Yeah. Um, my first love of the week is Rob Gronkowski. Um, now I don't know if so. So that that's uh that's that's Julie, right? Who has Rob Gronkowski? Yeah. I thought it was I'm not I'm blanking on it. No, it's not John Luca. We were just we were just talking about it. I say someone had Rob Gronkowski on the bench. Was it Jim? Might have been Jim. That it might be. Jim. It wasn't Jim. Okay. Stick with us, folks, as we figure out who has Rob Gronkowski. Whoever has Rob Gronkowski is like screaming at their phone right now. It's me. I I, I feel like it's Julie. Maybe Gil? It might be Gil. I think it's Gil. It's got to be Gil. Gil's final answer here before I, I'm going to pull up his roster right now. It's Gil. It's Gil. It is Gil. It's Gil. Yeah. Um, the, what I was thinking about was you're obviously not going to start Roger Rinkowski over Mark Andrews. So you're going to leave Mark Andrews in your, at your tight end spot. But I don't know. Tampa, he, Gronk was really good week one. Brady, Brady really ever since the end of last season using through the playoff run and just had a really good connection with Gronk. Uh, I mean, he's always had a good connection with Gronk, but he was really utilizing Gronk at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, and now 
obviously played really well on Thursday, a couple touchdowns. Now they're playing Atlanta. Atlanta stinks. They're really, really bad. I could see it being a field day again for Gronk. So I don't know. You don't have to listen. Don't take my advice because my advice probably is wrong. But I don't know. You could still flex Rob Gronkowski. You're allowed to do that. I, I would say Tyler Boyd's in his flex. Are you taking Rob Gronkowski over Boyd? Tyler Boyd, wasn't, Tyler Boyd wasn't even good last week. He wasn't three receptions for thirty-two you're yards. Chicago. Chicago's got a good defense. I don't know. I think so, you do the you do you do the rare flex the tight end. I That's you know I, I think I've done that a couple of times in my day. Um, yeah. Yeah, but we'll obviously let uh, let Gil make that decision. We'll let Gil make that decision, though. It's not my team. Fancy manager. Um, for me, my first love is DK Metcalf. Um, you know, watching the Titans play, who Seattle has week two. Um, I was not really impressed by what I saw, and granted, I didn't watch all of the game there. Um, but. You know, as we kind of discussed earlier, they just look bad. Um, I think you watch Tyler Lockett get a lot of looks that first game. I'm not sure how many targets uh, DK. He had five targets that game. So, you know, not that it's going to be a, a trade-off every week, but you'd have to imagine that Seattle's going to try and target DK a little bit. There's a lot of mouths to feed in the NFL. Um, so I think you're going to see him get a little bit of an increase in targets, um, especially, again, going against a bad Titans team. Well, not bad Titans team, but underperforming Titans team week one. Um, so I think DK Metcalf, who, you know, he put up 12 fantasy points. He found the end zone week one. Um, I'm expecting a couple more targets. And if he can get into the end zone, you know, you're looking at a hopefully 18 plus point performance. Um, so DK Metcalf is my love number one of this week. Okay. All right. I like that. Now, and my number two love is going to be Aaron Rodgers. Um, obviously had, like we said before, Worst game as a pro, by far worst fantasy game. I don't know if it was actually statistically his worst game. Um, managed 1.3 points last week. This week, I have to imagine you don't, a guy like Aaron Rodgers doesn't have two of those weeks in a row. I don't think the Packers will have two of those weeks in a row, not to mention they're playing Detroit Lions, who are also really bad. Um, Aaron Rodgers historically has absolutely tortured the Lions, uh, as most teams do. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't see Aaron Rodgers having a second bad game. I, I could see be, I could see him totally flipping it on its head. So I think Aaron, Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, I think they're all right back in the mix at whatever, you know, at their wide receiver one, running back one, quarterback one. I think they're all right back there. So I'm a big fan so, of Aaron Rodgers this week. So a blanket love for the Green Bay Packers offense. Absolutely love well for the Green Bay Packers, but but you're obviously going to start Devontae Adams and you're obviously going to start Aaron Jones. Aaron Rodgers, not so much. I, I think you start him. You start Aaron Rodgers. Um, and that's Sean. Sean, again, if you're listening to our advice, uh, which you're not required to, we don't advise. If you do, don't be mad at us for fails because uh, we're simply yeah. just, you know, we're an entertainment podcast. We're not here for fantasy advice. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, my second love, I'm glad that you brought up a quarterback because David, your quarterback, Justin Herbert, is my second love for the week. I love him too. Justin Herbert, uh, former Sam Demick. He backed up Kyler Murray last year. He did great. Uh, the quarterback factory there is turning away strong there. Um, mm-hmm. Although Tua is not having much of a great affair this year, but uh, he'll bounce back. We, we believe in him. Um, but Justin Herbert going against the Dallas Cowboys offense, which again, we just watched Tom Brady torch 
Um, I think there's some real upside there. I'm kind of surprised I'm taking a look at the, uh, the little fantasy statistics that they do. And that uh, IBM Watson player insight here, they give him a 7% chance of booming over 24 points. Um, I'm going to call out the system there and say, I think Justin Herbert has a good chance of booming against the Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys. I, I mean, I certainly hope so. Cause I've got robbed this week and I could really use, uh, I could use all the points I can get. I think we forget how good he was last year. I mean, I don't have all really the stats good. in front of me, but Justin Herbert lit up a lot of teams last year. Yeah. And that was kind of before the Chargers really built a roster around having a decent quarterback, because I think they themselves are probably a little bit surprised how good Justin Herbert was last year. Um, So, yeah, no, I think he's definitely going to, again, coming off a rather weak 15-point performance um, week one, I think you're going to see a bounce back out of Justin Herbert for my second love of the week. Sounds great to me. So that's a lot of fun talking about all the good stuff. But, uh, David, who do we hate this week? All right, so they're both, guys we've talked about. <laughs> they're both guys that we've talked about. Um, the first one pains me to say this. Uh, Saquon Barkley is a hate. Um, a combination of he's not they're, – they're still babying him back from his injury. Um, he was on a he's – on he's, he's on a pitch count, quote-unquote. Uh, he only played, I think, half the snaps on Sunday. Short week going to Thursday. They've already said he's not 100%. You know, he's not going to be 100% back. So not. So you got the pitch count plus Washington's defense, really solid defense. I don't think there's a lot of upside there. And quickly, I'll just run through the second one as well while I'm while I'm talking. My second one is James Robinson. We talked about him as well. Um, same deal, really. I mean, you you earlier Sam mentioned the the. The fact that he's not the only show in town now, um, yeah. and and he's got Denver, and Denver's a really good run defense as well. Um, so I don't think James Robinson is a good play. Not to mention the Jaguars are going to probably be behind. Not a lot of running the football. It's going to be a lot of Trevor Lawrence running around. Yeah, I think you're going to yeah. see a lot of Trevor Lawrence takeover, um, as I kind of touched upon earlier. Going into my hates. Um, speaking of things we discussed earlier, I'm not sure if this is before or after we started recording, but there was the sign and trade this week. Um, that I, in my time as a fantasy football uh, SJU FFL member, I've not really seen where someone takes advantage of the number one waiver claim and immediately trades it away. Um, Sean, though, did that. Yeah, a very smart GM. He always, you know, finds some some loopholes in the rules there. So good for Sean. For uh, He may lose to Larry, but he's, he, but he's smart with he, – he finds loopholes. He is a very smart individual. Sean, we think you're very intelligent, especially for this move. I did enjoy it. Um, yes. You know, I didn't, I missed the Facebook post actually. Not that I probably would have taken him up on it anyway, because to me, that kind of defeats the purpose of waiver wires. Um, but he essentially signed and trade Elijah Mitchell to Kyle um, for DJ Chark. And or he has, he's sending DJ Chark, yeah, for Elijah Mitchell and yeah. Elijah Mitchell for Young Hoku and Cortland Sutton, um, who had a down week himself. But I think that's a lot of value to give up. And obviously Elijah Mitchell is probably the key to this trade. Not so much DJ Chark who did have a nice week, but that's not someone you're really at this state, you know, back in the day, he was more fantasy relevant. Not that he's that old anyway, but just not what he used to be. Um, So I think giving up Cortland Sutton is a lot. I think you're putting a lot of expectations on Elijah Mitchell. So granted, while he's a waiver guy and maybe not entirely, hate worthy 
Um, I think if you're giving up talent such as Cortland Sutton for that, he is going to land on my hate list because I don't think he's going to live up to the hype. Um, I don't trust Kyle Shanahan to give the keys to running backs just one in, you know, to one individual player. I think it's going to continue to be a by a committee. I think you're going to see Trey Sermon get activated this week. He didn't dress for week one. Um, so he's a guy that they drafted and obviously are high on. Uh, they're obviously a little bit more high out of Mitchell on camp. But and Jamichael Hasty, who has always been a guy to steal touches from Raheem Mostert or whoever may be in that backfield. Jeff Wilson Jr. is eventually going to get healthy. Not that it's going to be this week. Um, but yeah, so I think overall a big hate for Elijah Mitchell. And maybe it's because I'm salty because I didn't get the claim myself. But that's where I stand. I, I'm going to put it, mark it in there. Uh, risky hate, but a hate on Elijah Mitchell. And my second hate, I just had it here and I'm trying to find it. Oh, Jalen Hurts. I know as an Eagles guy, I shouldn't hate Jalen Hurts. But again, I think you saw a very bad Falcons team. I think you're going to see an improved from last year, Jalen Hurts. But I don't think you can, as we were talking about before, expect another 35-point performance. Um, Eagles going up against the 49ers this week, speaking of Elijah Mitchell. So both my hates being in that game. Um, I just don't really see it happening. I think this is going to be a very competitive game. I think there's going to be a lot of defense involved, whereas last week you kind of just watched the Falcons give up and let Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders and whoever else do whatever they want. Um, but I don't think you're going to see that this week, and I think Jalen Hurts might struggle with that. So he is my second hate of the week. All right. I, I, I agree with that. San Francisco's defense is a whole nother animal from uh, Atlanta. That's it's for sure. Much different beast. Yeah. Um, which takes us into our last segment here, which is the Pickums. which again, I'm not going to discuss how awful we were last week because it was very bad. Um, better this week. But hopefully we are better this week. Uh, Kyle told me he would submit his Pickums, but I don't see them anywhere on my little sheet here. So, uh, Kyle, if you sent them to me, sorry, I'm not going to read them off, but uh, David and I will gladly discuss what we think of week two. Pickums. Starting with a very, uh, you know, what used to be a lopsided matchup the other way kind of has swung the other direction is Larry versus Jim, how the uh, tables have turned here, as I think Jim is the favorite over Larry, who's, you know, last year's champion and Jim, who was the perennial bye week. Um, David, I mean, not not only is Jim the favorite, but Jim is the biggest favorite of the week. He's a he's minus 17 and a half points. Are you taking the spread? I am going to take Jim, but I am not going to take the spread. That that's a little too much for me. I'm just, I'm, I'm conservative with it. I, I very well could see him covering it. Um, I just, Larry, I mean, Larry's team. Sneaky good apparently. They beat Sean. Yeah, but he's with 77 points. I don't know. He's project he's projected for 77 again. I think that's about his ceiling. Not to mention he's starting Trevor Lawrence, which I'm just looking at who he has currently who I'm looking at who currently is in the starting lineup. And it currently is Trevor Lawrence. Um playing Denver. Denver is a nightmare for quarterbacks. Trevor Trevor wasn't really even all that good last week. No. Um so that kind of scares me. Um, he is starting Mark Ingram, which I think is a better idea than starting a guy who was wearing sweatpants. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried for him. Jim's got some good matchups on his, on his side of things. You've got Brady playing Atlanta, Jarvis Landry playing Houston. 
you've got some good matchups over there. So I, I, I could see this becoming a bloodbath. But, oh, it's actually, the line's gone even up from when I looked at this afternoon. It's now minus 18 and a half. Wow. Um, quick, uh, not week two related, but season related. Do you think Larry puts up 100 points in any week this season? Absolutely not. I would bet, unless he makes a trade, we'll put it this way. Yeah, if, keeping assuming, the roster that he has and waiver wires only. Yes, I, I, I would be willing to put some insignificant bet, non-monetary bet, on the fact that Larry does not reach 100 points at any point this week, this year. Beautiful. We will come up with an ins- insignificant uh, bet there and. Maybe next time we have you on the show here, you, me, and Kyle can uh, can take our can take the odds there and see what that's going to be. Sounds good. But heading into matchup number two, we have two undefeated teams, uh, one and O's with Matt. Crest I take it you're taking Jim as well, Tim. What's yeah? I'm taking Jim. Okay, got it. Yeah, no, no question about that. Um, <laughs> covering the spread. You know, just to say it, I think Jim will cover the spread. I don't know what Larry's team is really going to bring. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence put up 25 last week. I don't. I think that was not a ceiling for the season, but in comparison to the first two weeks, I don't think he's going to put up 25. Um, and Jim's team, granted, there was some overperformance there as well. Um, I just, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Larry at some point drops like a, a 50 or a 60 in a week. You know, we're not even talking oh, about wow. 70s and 80s. 100%. Yeah. I Which, think that's all it takes. Ceiling. Yeah. If Larry drops a, a 60, I mean, Jim doesn't even have to score 90 to cover a spread. 80 True. would cover the spread. So we'll, we'll see. It's, it's more of a testament to how bad I think Larry's team is than how good Jim's team is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so moving on to the two 1 0 matchups, we have Matt Cress and the Nerd Squad and Alex Gill of Philly D's Nuts, who Again, kind of was a sleeper for me this week, uh, or last week, I should say, and came up with a surprise win. Uh, what are your thoughts on that one, David? Uh, I'm going to take Alex, and I'm going to take Alex. I'm going to take Alex, and I'm taking the points. Um, I'm taking him. He's minus five. I'm going minus five uh, for Gil. I think I think his team is really good. Um, I think as long as Dak is at least somewhat like he was on Thursday, I think he's looking. He, he's going to get a lot of points there, I think. You already mentioned that Jalen Hurts is a hate for you, and I agree with you. Um, I think I think Matt's going to lose some points at quarterback. Um, Joe Mixon playing against Chicago—that's a tough matchup for him. I think he's got a couple of tough matchups. I I I, I like Gil's team a lot. I, I really really like them. I also think you know, wink wink, Rob Gronkowski flex. But again, don't listen to me. Don't take any of our advice that we say in, say in this show. Um, in regards to. The matchup this week. I'm not sure if uh, Matt's lineup is subject to change. Um, if it is, I could see some potential here for Matt. I, I personally think Matt has the ability to win this game, and I would take Matt if I had these two. If I was Matt with his roster, um, seeing a guy like Antonio Brown, who seems to be a bounce back fantasy player of the year candidate, who, like I said, was spectacular week one, uh, is currently sitting on the bench. I would probably you know, get him into a flex over Damian Harris personally, but you know, to each their own, you do what you want, Matt. Um, other than that, you know, we talked about Jalen Hurts being a hate. I don't see Dak Prescott having a mega game. I think they could both, you know, squabble out 20 to 25 points and we'll call it that. Um, Alvin Kamara is someone I'm always high on in fantasy. You put a gun to my head and pick the highest fantasy point score. I'm always going to tell you Alvin Kamara is probably going to be the guy. Um, or actually Christian McCaffrey, maybe, but Kamara's up there as one of those guys. 
Um, Joe Mixon, I'll be intrigued to see if he stays hot. That's a tough matchup. But also taking a look at uh, Alex's team, Calvin Ridley, I don't think is going to be as good this year. I think as we saw from the Eagles game, you know, any sort of target, which again, as a Kyle Pitts owner, scares the crap out of me. Um, all football catchers in the Atlanta, uh, I almost said Atlanta Hawks, shout out to the Atlanta Hawks, Atlanta Falcons organization is going to see a significant decrease in value because Matt Ryan isn't properly protected and Matt Ryan also isn't that great of a quarterback anymore. Um, I'll say that on the record. So I'll be intrigued to see what, you know, that's your wide receiver one. I mean, granted, you have Amari Cooper, who I, like I said, I'm expecting fluctuations throughout the season from him. Um, he's always seemed to be a, a boomer bust kind of guy. So, you know, I could see those two falling and putting up single digits and uh, Matt seen pulling out the win here. That's who I'm taking. So we're, so we're in disagreement on that one. We're, yes, we are absolutely in a disagreement on that one. Okay. Um, looking into the next matchup on my screen here is we have Team Mandarano versus Team Brandis, the two most uncreated names in the league heading off <laughs> against each other. Um, both own one, so someone's going to break that. Um, David, your thoughts. We'll start with you. Uh, my thoughts, I'm going to go with Kyle here. I'm going to go with Team Brandis. Um, I think, like we mentioned when we were doing the recap, I think Nick is – I think Team Nick is – or Team Mandarano is so – reliant on the Tennessee Titans and I just don't believe that they're going to pull themselves out of whatever little thing they're in I just don't think they're actually all that good this year um so I don't think you're going to get much of a bounce back from Derrick Henry um Seattle looked really good against Indianapolis on Sunday uh Mahomes obviously keeps you in it Baltimore's a tough is, is if there is a tough matchup for Mahomes it's probably a team like Baltimore um you know they they, they know each other pretty well at this point um, I think Kyle, I have, I have got trust in Josh Allen to bounce back from yeah, a, a week, a, a week, week one. Um, Dalvin Cook is obviously, you know, going to do what Dalvin Cook does. He wasn't even great last week either. Um, so I think there's a lot of points that Kyle left, left out there. I think he had a lot of disappointment in terms of points that weren't there. So I mean, he's got a lot more production ahead of him. I don't know how much more Nick can get out of his team, especially if Henry, especially if Tennessee can't get a lead and can't start letting Henry do what he does. So I just trust Kyle's team more to bounce back than I trust Nick's team to be better than they were last week. Yeah, I am in a, uh, agreement with you on that. I think Kyle's team just overall to me looks better. It's not even a, a matter of will Nick's team underperform versus overperform. I just think, you know, looking at, I mean, obviously Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen, taking Patrick Mahomes there, but going down the rest of the list there, right now, Dalvin Cook looks better. Um, Mike Davis versus Chase Edmonds. Mike Davis is at least what looks to be the lead running back in Atlanta, while it's not a great offense, whereas Chase Edmonds seems to be splitting touches um, at a much more, you know, even split there. Mike Davis is obviously getting a lot more touches than uh, Corderell Patterson was in week one, at least from what I saw watching that game. So I was actually surprised by him and hope to, uh, to see him progress because he had a good couple of uh, weeks in uh, Carolina last year when Christian McCaffrey was out. So another former Sam Demick from last year that kind of uh, – Hit the running back, uh, you know, rotation that we had going on there. Sam, Sam, Sam stays stays rooting for his uh, former Sam Demics. We're we're loyal. Um, Devontae Smith group, I yeah. think, has the potential getting back to Kyle's team to be a top fifteen if he has a really good year fantasy player, but at least top twenty. Um, I think he's been underrated through the fantasy whatever ranking systems that ESPN does. 
So overall, I think Kyle's team is just better. Um, but then again, I thought that about Sean last week. Sorry to keep bringing it up, but I just can't get over it. Um, so I'm picking Kyle as well, is more of the okay. story here. I'll, I'll stop talking about it. Um, which then gets into my matchup against John Luca. So I'll start, and I'm not really going to need to give an explanation here. Um, I picked myself over Rob, who seemed to be a pretty clear favorite heading into it. Um, we all we got, we all we need. So uh, Sam Demick's all the way. We're going for 2-0, and and uh, we're looking to stay hot. Kyler Murray's the man. And uh, Najee Harris is hopefully going to have a bounce-back week, and uh, that's all I'm going to say about my team. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what exactly what you just said about um, Team Brandis just being better, even though that scares you to say they're just better because that's what you said about Sean. I'm just going to say very simply, your team is just better. The, the, the Sam Demick's are just better than, than whatever Lucas' team name is now. He changes it all the time. Um, famous Jameis. Famous Jameis. Which, speaking of which, I don't think he's going to perform as well. Or, you know, Lord help me that he doesn't put up 50 this week and score. I don't think I don't think he'll play as well, but I do think he'll play well. Um, so I think Sam, I'm ta- I'm gonna I'm picking you to win, but I don't think you're going to win comfortably. I think I think Luke is going to keep himself in it. I think Zeke will bounce back a bit. They have a much better matchup this week. Um, it's not a great matchup, but it's better than Tampa. Yes. Um, so I think Zeke will be a bit better. So I think whatever production he loses from, uh, from Jameis, I think he will probably make up with, uh, improved outings from guys like Zeke. Um, and, and this week he'll probably actually start DeAndre Swift. Um, so I think don't. You, don't, you don't have to start him. John Luca. I mean, that's totally up to him. Yeah, I'm sure. Please, I would, I, I would advise you to bench DeAndre Swift as a fantasy uh, football podcast host here, just because we're. I think, I think you're. I think that's only fair for you to give the most accurate information that you can think of. Yeah, I'm totally not giving bad advice here, purposely to make my team better. I'm not. Of course not. Well, why would you do that? Platform integrity. Right. Um, yeah, so I think he'll keep it closer than, than you'd expect. I think you're going to be sweating a little bit as you get towards like the Sunday afternoon games, so the late games, but uh, I think you will. Uh, your support is appreciated. The same no problem, buddy. Appreciated. Um, getting into what I would call the matchup of the week, which I think is going to be a lot within our division here. Um, David, you're squaring off against Rob. Yeah. I will start this one because I feel like I'll, I'll save your explanation for last. Um, I'm trying to look at both the rosters here because this one, this one's been tearing me up on one hand, you have Christian McCaffrey who is undoubtedly the best running back in this matchup between all teams, which is something I always like to consider when taking a look at this. Um, Antonio Gibson's kind of a guy that I'm still not entirely sure about Um, only put up, I think like eight points, nine points last week. Um, there's potential there. I'm curious to see what the Washington fo- football team's offense is going to look like under Taylor Heineke. Um, but it could lead to more touches actually for Antonio Gibson there, which could be a plus side for him and a negative for you as the opponent. Um, but then again, I look at AJ Brown, who was less than stellar um, in week one. Tyler Lockett's in the lineup this week. TJ Hawkinson, who again, talking about football magnets at tight end was the guy there in Detroit, the only guy. Um, and it's probably going to be a bunch of garbage time touches. And, you know, I'm never sold on Clyde's Edward Lair. Yeah, never. nor am I. So, you know what? After taking a look at Rob's roster and kind of walking myself through it here. No, David, I pick you. I think I you're going to I appreciate it. I appreciate it. 
Herbert's a love. Um, Josh Jacobs is the only thing I'm super worried about, as we kind of touched on, is a little bit touchdown dependent, or at least he was in week one. Um, Melvin Gordon, again, we're holding our breath. But I think you got some upside there. Obviously, your wide receivers are incredible. Um, pretty much everyone else, other than your two running backs, I'm not concerned about. Darren Waller's going to get touches. Mike Evans is going to get touches. Uh, Hill and Adams speak for themselves. So, uh, yeah, David, you're my uh, my favorite for uh, for this matchup. And even though they do have Rob at a 1.3 point spread. They do. They do. Well, I appreciate your support. Um, we'll, we'll, you know, when we get to like the witching hour, to, you know, on Sunday, I'll, I'll, I'll remember that I have your backing. Nice. Um, I am going to take myself. I don't know how I can't. Um, I mean, when Rob, when we drafted the league, when we were drafting, getting ready for the draft, Rob and I literally said that if the two of us did not have the best teams, we had a problem. We like, it was, we had a problem on our hands because we tanked, we tanked last year. We sold the farm for these teams. So I'm looking forward to this matchup. Um, I'm taking myself, I think the, 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 the place where Rob has a clear advantage over my team is running back, like you said, but I do think I'm catching his running backs on a decent week. McCaffrey against New Orleans, New Orleans is a, New Orleans is a good defense. They held the Packers to three points last week. Um, and Antonio Gibson, the Giants defense is pretty good. Their run defense is especially good. Um, Antonio Gibson has really not given the Giants any problems since he's been in Washington. Um, so I'm just hoping that continues. Um, and as far as the, the receivers and the quarterbacks go, I just like my guys. Uh, I like my receivers, especially. Um, I think Darren Waller is the, is going to be my, my great equalizer all year. So I'm going to take myself. I think it's going to be really close though. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the slugfest that we're going to get there. Yeah. And wrapping up our show with the last matchup of the week here, uh, we have Sean who we've, you know, he's been the, uh, the butt of every joke on this podcast today versus Julie, who, you know, could have had a better week as well. Two own one teams that I think I was surprised are here at own one. I was expecting them to both be one and oh, but I personally taking a look at both of these rosters and matchup here, I think Sean's going to get his, uh, his bounce back week that we've been talking about. I think their team is legit. I think you have Lamar Jackson against Kansas City. I think you're looking at another similar kind of Tampa Bay, um, Dallas, like week one shootout where it's just Lamar and Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball out of their minds and landing in receivers' hands who are just streaking down the field. Um, Aaron Jones obviously isn't going to be as bad. Chris Carson's always reliable. Terry McLaurin, I'm not thrilled about, but, you know, scoring McLaurin, I'm sure he'll find the end zone at some point. Um, Diggs in Miami is a great matchup. Going back to Washington football team, you got Logan Thomas, who, you know, he'll get checkdowns left and right from Taylor Heineke, I'm sure, um, and start accruing some points. So, yeah, overall, I like the Gotham Rogues here. I, I'm, I'm going with the big upset. I'm taking Julie. Wow. Yeah, I think Sean's going to be 0 2 at the end of this, at the end of this week. Um, it purely matchup based for me. So I look at Julie's, the matchups that Julie has, I think Matt Stafford could have a really, really big week this week. Um, they played really well against Chicago last week. Um, Indianapolis got torched by Seattle um, last week. And I feel like they're very similar offenses. They're very similar. They, they try to do the same thing. 
Um, so I could see Stafford having a really good week. Um, I think Eckler's got a good matchup against Dallas. Dallas's defense is disgusting. Um, I think Allen Robinson has a good matchup. I think Robert Tunyon has a good matchup. There's a lot of good matchups. Sean's matchups scare me a little bit. Um, I think McLaurin against the Giants is tough. I think I think the Giants defense is good. I'm also a little bit of a homer. Um, so I think Tom, I don't love McLaurin. Like you said, I don't love Thomas. Um, I think Sanders has a, has a rough matchup with the 49ers, as we've mentioned. Um, so I think you'll have better performance from Sean, but I think Julie's going to have a really good week. Now, let me ask you this, as we're kind of talking about some matchups and comparison. Um, looking at both a wide receiver and a tight and the tight ends on each team. So you got McLaurin and I'm looking at Allen Robinson, who, as we talked about, has Andy Dalton as his quarterback who stinks. That's me. When yeah, he'll stink. Real close for those who can't see us on the podcast. Um, <laughs> so those to me, like a bad matchup and a bad quarterback kind of just cancel out there. And then the both tight ends have relatively rough matchups with, um, or wait, sorry, I was looking at Robbie Anderson having the uh, the New Orleans matchup. I thought Robbie that was Robert Anderson's Tunyon. Really Never mind. Matchup. Robert Tunyon doesn't have a bad matchup. He has Detroit, so he might actually go off. Um, but still, I'll just call it another cancel out there. Logan Thomas versus Robbie Anderson instead. Not two tight ends, but a flex and a tight end. Um, versus Miles Sanders, who uh, mm, Miles Sanders has had a tough, tough matchup, but I think the uh, I think the Eagles are going to have a good game. So Sanders also has an has an injury designation. Why is that? Who does? Sanders. Sanders does. He's listed as questionable. Um, let's take a look. They were they, he's not practicing. They practice on Wednesday due to an ankle injury. And Seems like he'll be okay though. Yeah, I'm I'm not too concerned about one of these yeah. early in the season. Anyway, that's for Sean to figure out. That's yeah, Sean. That's your decision. That's why he downgraded him to a flex this week. I think last week he had him in the RB two spot. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think I think Sean could be coming out of this over too, and that would be that would be shocking. That would be shocking. You would Sean, who keeps boasting about it being an odd year, um, when he I guess usually wins his championships, is start could potentially I shouldn't say is potentially starting out zero and two. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But folks, that wraps up the week two Hawk Hill Focus podcast. We appreciate you listening. Feel free to find us anywhere where you listen to your podcasts, as I think we're there. And if not, talk to Kyle about that because he posts these. I just simply talk in them. Kyle's problem. Um, and if you have any questions, feel free to post them in the Facebook page. I think Kyle's setting up some sort of actual mailbag that we don't have set up yet. But so for now, keep it to the Facebook page. We'd love to answer your questions. And uh, I want to send a special thank you to David for coming on at roughly 11 p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> and here we are wrapping up at midnight. So. For those who are listening and questioning our dedication, we're here. We care about you guys, all of our listeners, even the ones that aren't in our fantasy football league. We had 18 listeners last week and only 12 members, so six of you are new. We That's welcome incredible. you to the family and hope that you continue to listen. <laughs> and if you guys have any questions, we will eventually set up a proper mailbag to talk to you guys. David, That's any good. closing remarks? Well, Sam, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you having me on today. Um, Looking forward to getting together in the future. We're looking forward to it greatly. Thank you all again for listening, and we'll let Father Joyce take it away. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory.
glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The 